WRUF Gainesville, E251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-700-6898. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old, and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-700-6898. That's 800-700-6898. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-700-6898. 800-700-6898. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with zero percent financing available visit m-a-a-c-o gainesville.com or call 352-371-4251 mako of gainesville on main street hey it's steve russell for dick mondell's burgers and fries it's key lime shake season try one right now and try the herb chicken burger the house made veggie burger and my favorite a florida raised beef original big dick with hot fries open seven days a week worthwhile wholesome fast food dick mondell's burgers and fries Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. We welcome you into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Zach is going to be our producer today in what is going to be a very active show. 12-15, Brad Spielberger, pro football focus. We'll talk a little national football league. The NFL kicks off tonight. We'll have live coverage of the Lions and the Chiefs. We'll join it in progress after our coverage of Gator Volleyball. Uh, they're hosting a tournament. Sacramento State is the uh, opponent tonight. At 12-30, Jake Rongholt, the new sports director at TV20, 
will join us. He'll we'll talk a little high school sports and some NFL as well. He made his NFL picks yesterday. I'm going to kind of grill him about that. And then uh, 1245, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here for a segment. Sean will return next week in studio. Uh, look forward to having him here. Uh, Florida's next opponent in football is uh, McNeese. Their coach, Gary Goff, will join us live at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. And then I always enjoy bringing back Gator alums. Her name is Amber Wilson. Amber has going to be de- is going to be debuting a new radio show on ESPN. Uh, she will tell you about it and what her journey's been like getting to where she is. She's got a very unique journey in what she's done since she left here. So she'll be joining us today. Tomorrow, Prognostication Friday, your chance to call in and give us some predictions on a lot of the games tomorrow. I mean, look, I'm, I'm what I'm probably going to do for Florida is what's the spread. They win by X. Uh, or maybe, you know, what do you want to see mostly uh, in terms of improvement tomorrow uh, before playing Tennessee next week? So with that, phone lines open, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Monday night, my Jets. First of all, the Jets aren't on Monday Night Football a lot because they normally stink. They don't put bad teams on Monday Night Football. But uh, they have the Bills. Looking forward to that. And don't forget, Ben Shelton will play again uh, tomorrow. Looking forward to that. So, again, today's one of those days. Uh, is there a team in the SEC in football that you've changed your opinion about? Because week you play week one, and you know what do you learn in week one? Is Tennessee better than you thought? You know, Leary struggled at Tennessee. I, I'm sorry, at Kentucky. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll tell you this. It's, I, I said this at the start of the year. I thought Florida was capable, capable of winning seven or eight games. What I saw from Kentucky, what I saw from South Carolina, gives me hope that they can beat those two teams, even though they are road games. Was Kentucky particularly impressive the other day? No. South Carolina's offensive line, if you think Florida has offensive line problems, South Carolina has real offensive line problems, at least now, right? So, I don't know. Is LSU not as good as we thought? We'll see. Um, This is very interesting. Uh, I've tried to have Heather Dinich on, uh, ESPN senior writer for college football. And I, I really want to get her on here to talk about this because she wrote a good column the other day um, about schools spending more on coaches than player needs. I've had people on from the Knight Commission. Um, they It's a public think tank for college athletics, but they don't have any authority to do anything about it. They released financial projections through fiscal year 2032. 
It includes more than a billion, with a B, dollars in revenue from an expanded 12-team college football playoff and more lucrative media rights agreements. They based the report uh, on data from an LLP. Well, it's a 40-page report, and it says compensation for the 11 countable football coaches per school will exceed exceed the total money spent on tuition, fees, housing, food, books, cost of attendance, stipends, medical expenses, and insurance coverage. Wow. That's pretty interesting. All right, let's get some calls before we get our guests rolling in. Box and Jim, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, well, you know, I was I was hoping for at least a uh, eight and four, maybe seven and five season, but uh, I don't know. Uh, after watching Florida and, and Utah, Utah had eight players out there, starting quarterback included, and uh, of course, I made a lot of a lot of penalties that uh, that hopefully they get cleaned up and all. But uh, I mean, so we got one loss already: Georgia, LSU, FSU. Those are sure losses. There's no, we don't have that. We're a fairly young team. We don't have the, we just don't have the players to be able to beat those. Tennessee and Tennessee's a loss. So I don't think our record's going to be that good this year. I, I don't. I would not categorize Tennessee as a loss. Uh, a couple of reasons: one, it's home, and two, Tennessee has not won at Florida in a long time. So, and, and it wasn't like Florida wasn't competitive at Tennessee last year, right? So, yeah, I recall. I, I so I don't know that you know you look at Tennessee and just go loss. I, I I don't I don't buy that, and I'm not I'm not doing that through orange and blue glasses. I'm I'm doing that by looking at. I mean, it, it, is Tennessee on paper better than Florida? Yes, I, I think they are. Yeah. Um. Now that said, it's here, uh, and even in a six and seven season last year, Florida lost by five points at Tennessee and scored thirty three yeah. or thirty four, whatever it was, points. Yeah, I recall I watched it. Yeah, I watched it. so that tells me there's hope. Well, uh, I, I thought Gray and Mertz graded uh, out pretty well. Did you? Well, it's hard to say how you grade out because coaches grade differently than what the public sees. But in terms of his performance and, and what he did, yes. I mean, I, I think if you said to a Gator fan before the game, you know, Graham Mertz throws for 330 yards against Utah, I think you take that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, our, our line, though, our running game just – now, we have two excellent running backs as far as I'm concerned with ETM and, and Johnson, but – uh, we, how many running plays did we actually uh, run? I don't have it in front of me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't, we didn't, how many yards did we make? Not a lot. Right. And why is that? Now, you just mentioned the offensive line before I called. Well, there's a lot of – see, I think what happens, fans look for black and white reasons why things don't happen. And most of the time – it's gray, right? Because you don't take into account the other team. Utah's very good defensively. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's what they hang their hat on. And remember, they played Florida a year ago. 
And I think they went to this game saying, we're not going to let Florida beat us on the ground. So they, they crowded the line of scrimmage. And they dared Florida to throw the football, which Florida did. But they did a good job of stopping the run because they had the personnel to do it. Now, I don't think McNeese has that kind of personnel. We'll see no, if Tennessee – and I'm anxious to see what Tennessee's defensive strategy is in light of what Utah tried to do. I was surprised that FSU beat LSU. Uh, so, yeah, LSU's not going to be the West champion. That's, that's going to be Alabama. And also I was really shocked with Duke and Clemson. Well, that was an odd game. You know, the Clemson just couldn't do anything – if they punch those uh, plays in from the one and the two, it's a different game. But they yeah, didn't, yeah. and that's why it wasn't a different game. Yeah. Boxing Jim, I appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Twelve thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Our first guest is going to join us, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Hannah Mack. Former Gator great Ben Shelton will take on veteran Novak Djokovic tonight in the U.S. Open. Ben is the first American male to reach the semifinal in this competition since 1992. The Gators volleyball team will battle Sacramento State tonight in the Gators Invitational here at home. Coverage starts right here at 6.45 p.m. Gator soccer continues their season with another road game tonight against Charlotte. Florida will stay on the road through Sunday with a matchup against Florida State. The Kansas City Chiefs begin their NFL season tonight with a home opener against Detroit. You can join in progress right here at 9 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Hannah Mack. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency 310, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Great place to buy a vehicle. I can tell you firsthand, I purchased a lot of them. If you're looking for a new vehicle, though, they don't have any. They do specialize in the best and late model, low mileage vehicles, and they got plenty of them. They do their very best to keep their selection of vehicles large and varied. It gives you a chance to peruse and look. Go online at secars.com. You have the widest selection of vehicles possible at different price points you may want to pay as well. They understand the purchase of a vehicle is a very important thing for you. If you go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue, you can check out the vehicles for yourself, test drive them, and their sales staff is always there to help. But what you must always do when you go see them in person, make sure and tell them, Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. The diamond buying opportunity of the year is happening this weekend at International Diamond Center. It's IDC's three-day bridal event where you can buy like a dealer buys. Rare, precious GIA certified diamonds, all shapes, all sizes, all at rock bottom prices. Rounds, ovals, princess cuts, cushion cuts, emerald cuts, all natural, perfectly cut diamonds. Certified by the most prestigious gem labs in the world. Get the best prices of the year and take advantage of 36 months zero interest financing on any purchase. And for this event, you can match that diamond with a perfect ring from Takori or Viraggio. Both world-class designers are flying in their entire collections for this. Come join us as we open the IDC vault and showcase the largest selection of diamonds you've ever seen in one place at prices you never thought possible and get three years zero interest financing. It's this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday exclusively at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. 
The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-700-6898. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-700-6898. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-700-6898. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-700-6898, or BigLou.com. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. <laughs> Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up, Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after-school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Well, finally, we can say the National Football League season begins. It does tonight. You can hear the game live here. We'll join it in progress after Gator Volleyball. Lions and the Chiefs to talk about all of this. Pro Football Focus is Brad Spielberger. Brad, we've talked all summer long. We finally now have a a real game to talk about here. So uh, reach into the Spielberger crystal ball for me here. Uh, I I don't want to say Super Bowl prediction, but who do you like in the AFC and who do you like in the NFC at the start of the season? Yeah, I guess I can. It will be my Super Bowl prediction. I'm comfortable giving it. It's about that time of the year. (laughs) So, uh yeah, in the AFC, I like the Cincinnati Bengals to come out, finally make it back to the Super Bowl, and ultimately win a Super Bowl with Joe Burrow and all the great talent around him. Just love what they did this offseason. A great draft class, a smart, savvy free agency, adding left tackle Orlando Brown, among other moves. And then in the NFC, I had them playing the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. I think the Cowboys are going to overtake the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East. 
Also a team where I love their depth. I love the trade for Brandon Cooks, the trade for Stephon Gilmore, a cornerback, and I think they're going to finally get over the hump as well and make it to the Super Bowl. Wow, Dallas, that's interesting. Uh, okay, how difficult is it to repeat? I mean, historically we know it is because you can tell, but, I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, how difficult is it to repeat? It really is super tough. You know, even the, the historically good teams, you don't even see them go back-to-back all that often. You know, Tom Brady's six rings, what, they did it one time in 03-04, and then otherwise it was stretched out over a series of years. And I think, look, obviously having talent, having good coaching, all of these things matters. But there is inherently luck involved in football. And the main thing, I think, is staying healthy, where, you know, injuries are a part of the game. We know that. And you're going to lose some key players, you know, in certain seasons, that's going to make it very, very hard to you to reach the mountaintop. So it's a really, really hard thing to do just because you need a lot of things to break your way, not only in the regular season, but also, of course, in the playoffs as well. Um, some rule changes, no, no real big ones, but it looks like the league is really trying to stop uh, punt and kick returns. Am I wrong on that? No, you're not wrong at all. And I think it is because it's still viewed, not viewed, the data shows it is the most you know dangerous play in football. There's still the most overall injuries you know, per snap basis. And more importantly, I think the most concussions uh, come on those plays because guys are running full speed at each other. You know, I do find it very interesting why the NFL refuses to look at other leagues, particularly uh, the XFL, where they, they instituted the, the no running start kickoff. So you still do get a return. You still get this exciting play that we all, of course, love about football. But their injuries were way lower than the NFL because guys didn't have a, you know, a running head start. Uh, I just don't get why they aren't willing to be creative in the way they approach this. Okay, if you have your Super Bowl prediction, uh, who does Cincinnati play in the championship game? Who does Dallas play in the championship game? Yeah, so I think the Bengals will will match up again with the Kansas City Chiefs, wow. obviously becoming you know this, this spirited rivalry now. These two teams that have faced off what four times now. Joe Burrow to this point has gotten the better end of the you know the equation there, but of course last year the Chiefs were able to pull off you know despite a bunch of injuries, still pull off that win you know down a bunch of wide receivers. But I think this year, like I mentioned, the Bengals my issue in the past couple of years. We know they've had the flashy superstars. I now like their depth as well. And so I think they can. We just talked about if they have a couple injuries here or there, I like their ability to overcome that more than many other teams. And then um, in the NFC, I guess another you know matchup that is going to swing the other direction, I have the Niners making it back to the NFC title game once again. Obviously, huge question mark with Brock Purdy. Got to see him healthy, playing well. But you get Nick Bosa back in the fold. Still so much talent across this entire roster. But I think Dallas this year – goes up against a much weaker San Francisco 49ers offensive line than it's been in years past. And I think their pass rush takes over, much like the Niners' pass rush had kind of dominated the Cowboys the last couple years. Uh, Two last questions for you. Buffalo comes to mind here. Um, Buffalo's been very good, but they've not reached the mountaintop. And sometimes, Brad, as you know, for whatever the reason, with core players, there's a window or if they don't make it, they tear it down and rebuild. Buffalo comes to mind there. You agree with that, and do you think there's any other franchise like that? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think this is, you know, of course, the window for Josh Allen is the next decade, right? But I think the window of Von Miller, Stephon Diggs, and even, you know, guys like Tredavious White and Deion Dawkins, you know, guys that are still going to play, but are the Bills going to give them a third contract, or are they going to kind of start things over? 
I do think this year, this unit around Josh Allen, it is their last run. And they might realize, hey, let's stop chasing. Let's kind of start fresh like Kansas City obviously did with Tyreek Hill, save some money, get some draft capital, and rebuild this roster. Um, I, I think that is the case in Buffalo. I think you're spot on. As for another team in that boat, Honestly, I think there was a lot of turnover this offseason. I don't know if there's an easy name to pick off top of mind. I think so many teams have kind of been more comfortable in recent years hitting that reset button and trying to start from scratch. So the Bills is the best answer there by far. Last one. Um, we saw Detroit make a nice run last year. I think they won eight of their last ten. Is there a team that didn't make the playoffs that maybe could ascend to make the playoffs? Yeah, you know, I think one, and it's tough because their division is so, so good. We're just talking about my Super Bowl pick in the Cincinnati Bengals. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, on paper, have a very, very talented roster on both sides of the football. I think they improved tremendously on the offensive line, which was their Achilles heel last year. You get a healthy T.J. Watt back in the fold. Um, and if Kenny Pickett can take that proverbial step, um, I, I think they could, uh, you know, quietly win 10-11 games, sneak into the playoffs maybe win a game early on, you know, this is tough because that division is so talented. But I think they really do stack up, you know, depending on Kenny Pickett taking that step. Last question. The three Florida teams. I, I think Jacksonville makes the playoffs. Miami probably does. I don't think the Bucks do. Uh, but if you're a Bucks fan now, if, if they don't do anything with Baker Mayfield, do they tear it down and rebuild? Where do you see the Bucks franchise? Yes, I think so. I think to a degree you're already seeing the early indications of that happening you know, with the, the resistance to give Mike Evans another contract. Obviously a franchise guy will probably be a Buccaneers ring of honor guy the minute he retires. And, of course, I'm not saying every team has to pay every guy. And, you know, we've seen John Lynch and, and Warren Sapp and many other Buccaneers legends go elsewhere. It's common across the NFL. But I think they owe a lot of veterans, you know, Evans and Godwin and Shaq Barrett and, and some really talented veterans another you know i guess chance in a bad nfc south but if it goes poorly which i tend to think it will i do think you'll see them kind of tear it down to the studs try to get much younger um and and start over okay always good stuff brad where can people see your work yeah you can follow me on twitter at pff underscore brad and all my content is coming out of pff.com look forward to having you back as we talk the national football league brad thank you sounds great thank you you got it does a great job brad spielberger pro football focus well, if you are a regular listener of the show, um, I, I do have a great relationship with TV20, and uh, when Kevin Wells was a sports director there, had him on, well, Jake is the new sports director there. He is going to join us next, talk a little high school football and some college and NFL with us, too. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall. 
moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF Alumni Association members and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgates. Sponsored by Benefit Hub. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall. Directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk. Live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and drinks for purchase from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more and become a member today at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon, a lot like yesterday, although highs should get just a little warmer than yesterday. Lots of sunshine for us today with temperatures peaking in the lower to mid-90s. Heat indices closer to 100. Tonight, increasing humidity, partly cloudy skies in the morning. Lows in the lower to mid-70s. Hot tomorrow afternoon early, partly cloudy skies, then scattered to numerous evening storms. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This is the Swamp. Snap back, looking left. Throws. Intercepted four. Florida gets the stop. The orange and blue return to the Swamp to face McNeese State. 15-10 to the house. Touchdown, Gators. Kickoff is set for 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. 
Thank you, Scott. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Uh, well, I've gotten to know my next guest because uh, he came to work at uh, TV20, was the weekend sports anchor. He is now the sports director at TV20 WCJB. Jake Ronghold joins us now. Jake, what's up, man? How are you? How you doing, Steve? It is so good to be on here, man. This is awesome. Good to have you. By the way, I saw your NFL picks last night. Uh, for those who didn't <laughs> see him, to tell tell us, because I just had Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus on. So, give us your give us your picks here. Well, where do you want to start with here? I mean, do you want to start with the North? Or yeah, whatever. You, the ones you did last night. Let's start with that. What? The picks you did last night on the show. I did last night on the show. Well, I went with the division. I started off with the uh, Detroit Lions. I mean, we got them playing tonight, so I got them winning the North. So even against my beloved Packers. I was just going to say you went against your Packers. Okay. Yes, I went against my Packers. I'm a realist, (laughs) and I'm also unbiased when it comes to my football team. So I understand this is a brand-new quarterback. This is a historically young roster, and I really love what I'm seeing from Dan Campbell and company. He's one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. I'm also going to go with the Niners in the West. I think Brock Purdy getting Nick Bosa in that $170 million deal, that's going to help. Uh, Eagles, look, there was no team that was more salty over that loss to the Chiefs than the Philadelphia Eagles. They want to get back to the Super Bowl if they're going to, and I think Jalen Hurts will also be the MVP. In fact, they are, my super, they are going to be one of my Super Bowl uh, selections. I'm going to go with the Saints in the in the South. I went with the Seahawks, the Cowboys, and the Giants in my wild card. AFC, you know what? I got to, I got to stick with the four Indians here. I got to get the Dolphins in there. They're my wild card. I got the Jaguars winning the South. Uh, but I think that I think the team that people are really falling asleep on, the Buffalo Bills, because Sean McDermott is now taking defensive uh, plays now because Leslie Frazier took a year off. And he's a very good defensive mind. They really like him in Buffalo. This is the shot for them. Or you can even look at the Baltimore Ravens where they're going full kitchen sink, bringing in Todd Monken from Georgia, bringing in Odell Beckham Jr., drafting Dave Flowers. So, yeah, that's that's just some of my picks there for the NFL season. I'm ready for tonight. How about you? Yeah, I am too. I can tell you're ready. Yeah, I am too. It's, I mean, we've been <laughs> speculating and talking about what ifs, and it's just nice to you know be able to watch something and have it count. Uh, last week, obviously, uh, didn't go the way uh, for Florida the way that some of the fans wanted it to go. Uh, you get a home opener here, then Tennessee. Uh, I'm interested because, you know, when you do something like this, you sit here and people call and say six wins, seven wins, eight wins. What do you see with this Gator team? I see a team, I see a team that has a bright future ahead. I mean, this is the first time probably since Urban Meyer where I looked at this and said, there's a culture building here. I mean, Billy Napier from the end of the Las Vegas Bowl to today has been recruiting his tail off. And it is why he has the number three recruiting class in 2024. It is why he is throwing out his freshmen out there, trying to get them as many reps. I mean, we are going to about to see a, a true freshman and Eugene Wilson the third, he's going to get his start. I mean, you got Khalil, uh, you got the guy from Hawthorne, Khalil Jackson, and he has a little minor injury here, questionable. Doesn't matter. We got to get that freshman in there. So I like the way Napier is working with this roster because he actually gets to work with guys he recruited. Unlike last year when it was kind of a mix mixture 
of what Dan Mullen had and then also a Napier. This actually feels like the first year where I actually can get a good feel on what the future is for the Gators. And I really like how the players are responding. They're all in on this. There's no issue. They took responsibility. And even, you know, Napier just said, you know, what's your motivation? And every player had an answer during a team meeting. So I'm actually, I'm actually excited. I am optimistic. And I am curious to see on this. But, you know, fans got to be patient here because – if you want to have this, if you want to have this greatness back with Florida here, you got to see what like Florida State has been doing with Mike Norvell, or you can look at an example to what Miami is having right now: the carousel of coaches, the buyouts they've had to give out—two million dollars, nine million dollars. Just gave Mario Cristobal a ten-year, eight eight million a year contract. I don't know if you want to go down that road. So I think there is. Some time here, and we should give that. Let's see how he does against McNeese State, and then let's see how he competes against Tennessee going forward. I mean, we're not looking for, you know, championship here. We're looking for something that makes you optimistic for next year when his five-star recruit, DJ Lagway, comes in. If I'm wrong, please call me out, Steve. <laughs> uh, one of my uh, my buds here, Tony, who listens, he said uh, we can call this segment Hot Takes with Jake. That's Fine with me. How about that? That sounds pretty good. There you go, Tony. Thank you. I will take the hot take. Yeah. I will take the hot take. I, I will live by that. So, you know. One of the things. I got it. One of the things I know uh, TV20 has always done for years is cover high school sports. Uh, some terrific high school games coming up. you got sports overtime coming up on Friday. What are some of the games you'll be covering? Uh, some of the games we'll definitely be covering uh, with what happened with uh, her, with uh, Adalia. Um, Swanee and Chiefland will be playing. Uh, Chiefland will actually be having their home get, home opener. Uh, Swanee was not able to play last week. Chiefland came in, was helping out with Cedar Key and Horseshoe Beach and all that. So uh, we're going to have that game. We are also going to be covering, uh, this is a big one, 2-0 Eastside versus 2-0 Buellholtz. That's going to be a lot of fun. Two very good teams. Uh, Adrian Curtis went crazy against uh, Keystone Heights through five touchdowns. So you're going to have that. And you're also going to have Trace Johnson and the loaded crew that they got for Buholtz with, uh, you know, Miles Graham and Kendall Jackson, two UF commits. So we'll definitely be out for that one. Well, of course, we'll be out for Hawthorne when they play Parker uh, as well. And then we'll be doing Dixie County Bronson. We're going to head out to Vanguard. Uh, as well so yeah we're gonna be everywhere this weekend we're yeah looking forward to it sounds like it last question for you um sometimes early in the year you you don't get great matchups i was not shocked fsu beat lsu but maybe the way that they did it but i want to take a look at a couple of games this week that i'm keeping my eye how do you see alabama texas i see texas getting revenge Let's be honest. Texas should have won that game. Alabama should not have won that game last year. Texas, this is the this is their test to seeing what their future will be like in the SEC with Steve Sarkeesian. Did this defense actually improve? Can they get after Monroe? Because Monroe had a great game last week against a Powder Puff team. So now you're going to see a true test for Texas coming up, and I think they're going to be able to return the favor and get that win. So, but it's going to be a heck of a ball game. I can't wait. And then a couple of the other games that intrigued me in the SEC, Ole Miss and Tulane, and then A&M and Miami, uh, you know, both underachievers last year. I like A&M, 
and shaky pick for Ole Miss. What say you? I think it's a shaky one for Ole Miss, too. I, I don't buy into Lane Kiffin. I don't know what he's trying to create there, honestly. He has not rebuilt the defense. The offensive line has still been a problem. Let me know when a running game actually comes to life for them because I look at it as this way. I think Tulane is very buttoned up. They're very well coached. they got a lot of good talent on that team. And then you also look at Texas A&M. I mean, Jimbo Fisher is riding high on this quarterback that they have. And, yeah, I think uh, just like you said, I think A&M is that sneaky team that could be pretty good this year if their quarterback can uh, keep up. All right. Well, Jake, we'll have you back as the year progresses here, but I wanted, uh, for those who don't, uh, are not from the area, uh, to introduce Jake because, as I said, Kevin previously was here. Uh, so we'll have him on from time to time and talk high school, college, pro, whatever else. And I know you're big into the pros, so that'll be something we'll have a lot of fun with too. So appreciate, <laughs> appreciate your time, Jake, man. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Until next time. You got it. Thank you. Good, he's a good dude. And uh, I get to see him a lot, and he's a really good guy. And he's doing a good job as the sports director at TV20. Jake Ronghold joining us here. Uh, we're going to be talking shortly with the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Uh, quick uh, email here. Uh, let's see. Bob, I'm, I'm sorry, Paul says, you often have guests like the last one who discussed the NFL. Have you considered guests who could discuss it from a fantasy standpoint? With fantasy football leagues being so popular, it was seen as a subject may interest listeners. I know I'd look forward to those segments. Paul, I must tell you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very honest, uh, way back in the day, I did fantasy, but I got frustrated because I didn't have enough time to really de- devote to, because my standard was high, didn't have enough time to really do that, um, and you know, out of sight, out of mind. Um, maybe I'll take an informal poll on that. You know, as as you call in today or you or you email, I mean, it's not a bad idea. I'm just saying that, but it is a little bit of a different approach when you talk about it from that perspective. But but thank you, Paul, and and I appreciate uh, show suggestions like that. Twelve forty two. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, joins us for a segment next. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. I'm Hannah Mack. The Gators volleyball team will battle Sacramento State tonight in the Gators Invitational here at home. Coverage starts right here at 6.45 p.m. The Gators soccer team is in North Carolina tonight, taking on Charlotte. Florida soccer looks for their fourth win on the season before battling FSU on Sunday. The Kansas City Chiefs begin their NFL season tonight with a home opener against Detroit. You can join in progress right here at 9 p.m. In an in-town rival matchup, Gainesville and Buholtz High School volleyball teams will face off tonight. JV starts at 6 and varsity is at 7. Another local volleyball matchup is between Trenton and Eastside tonight at 6. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Hannah Mack. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You know, any charity that does work to help people is a great thing. I'm really uh, partial to those that help kids help youth and the road heaver boys ranch in palatka does just that they do really fine work the road heaver boys ranch houses at-risk young boys from difficult home environments and they can turn 
troubled lives into futures full of promise with real-life skills because they take your vehicles you donate, fix them up, repair them, and resell them. This is among the very best charities in Florida you can support. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please donate to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch, and that is a tax-deductible donation as well. It goes a long way towards helping these kids turn their lives around. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. Total Control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. We all need somebody to lean on, somebody to trust and support us. At Radiant Credit Union, we believe in being that support for our members and our community. We're not just a credit union. We're here for our members in the North Central Florida area, and we want to help make your financial dreams a reality. When you open a free checking account with us, you can forget about monthly fees. You can even earn up to $300 just for joining. Visit RadiantCU.org community and let us support you on your financial journey. Federally insured by NCUA. Conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today. Learn at your own pace and check out the Medical Marijuana Education Series. You decide what you'd like to learn and win with Mary on Demand. Visit mary.famu.edu. That's m-m-e-r-i.famu.edu. And remember, recreational marijuana is still illegal in Florida. Mary, educate, learn, talk. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Later in the show, McNeese coach... Gary Goff will join us live to talk about his football team and Florida's opponent Saturday. And Gator grad and ESPN uh, radio show host Amber Wilson will also join us today. Tomorrow, Prognostication Friday. Look forward to that. But right now, I look forward to talking to 
the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. He joins us. He's back in studio next week, and he'll take your questions, calls, and comments then and today. If you have a question for him, 392-8255, and Sean will answer it. Sean, always good to have you. Um, look, I mean, the, the reaction to week one, you, you've heard, you know, lots of questions raised by fans. Uh, as you take a, you know, a, a bird's eye view of week one, what did you see? I saw a team that that um, was encouraging in a few respects, but for the most part, a very disappointing performance. And most of that is based on the kind of mistakes uh, that were made, the kind of procedural things that you know was put forth. And you know, again, it's one of those deals. How do you balance it? It's a, it's the first time out for a team that's got forty nine new players, but also then the the other side of that balance is you had eight months to get ready for it. So. I think that was hard, you know, and, and of course, all of a sudden you forget that the Gators played a top 20 team right. and it was on the road and, you know, so, but again, the, the, the lens is always what it is. And because it was now seemingly a long time ago, last Thursday, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. the pace just doesn't go away, right? It just lingers all the way through the Labor Day weekend, you know, Napier's talking about, you know, putting together the Sunday to Saturday this week. And, and so you're, you got that rotten taste in your mouth, and you just can't, you can't get the Saturday fast enough at this point. So, and that means that the Gators have to, you know, do a couple things Saturday to maybe get the taste out of your mouth. I don't think that we're going to leave the McNeese weekend thinking all is cured. You know, hopefully hammering a team that, you know, is is coming to get it. Um, but certainly we got to see what better on special teams less penalties, more, you know, fluidity to everything that goes about their whole process on Saturday. That would that would make me feel better on Monday. Uh, lots was made, Sean, of Florida not running the football effectively, and I said this earlier today, and you mentioned it. Sometimes you forget, you know, the other team coaches, and they have athletes too, and, and they're very good defensively. From what you could, what, what you and Shane could see, were they making a conscious effort to stop the run? In other words, load the box, make Florida throw it? What did you see? Yeah, I, I mean, that Utah has this reputation of saying, we're so sound on defense, we're good there, and now we're just going to try and take away what you do best. And that's, that's exactly what it was. So as a result, and I know probably you talked about this with Coach and with Shane on Inside the Huddle this week, you know, Shane immediately was saying, hey, that short passing game's there. you got to kind of almost turn your short passing game into your run game, um, and then we'll see if that can loosen up some intermediate or longer, deeper routes. So, you know, you put that in combination with an offensive line that had a backup center in in his first career start and a lot of different pieces than what we saw a year ago, and, and it made for, well, not a good day running the football. So I think when you combine the two, and I don't know which one should get more, you know, credence in that, but – they're both factors involved. Uh, let's talk about some positive things. I mean, if, if somebody said to you, uh, Florida starting quarterback throws for 330-something yards, I think you know Gator fans take it. Some of the receivers made some really nice plays. I, I know the whole you know wearing number three and catching the punt inside, they got to get fixed. But sometimes I think folks overlook some positives. I thought they were some positives there. Did you? I, I, I agree with you. Um, and, and, look, Merch puts up a number like that, and he's under duress all night long. Uh, and he took a beating. And I, 
I would say this. I, I think that numbers in a moment. The first thing, though, is the kid proved to be the kid. The young man, I beg your pardon. The young man proved to be tougher than I guess I I would have guessed. You know, not I'm not basing this on anything. That that guy took some shots and kept getting up and stayed after it. So that was my first kind of observation. The other thing though, Steve, is I, I just kinda believe that's that's what I thought the Gators would get from Graham Mertz, which is a a, a nice completion percentage, take care of the football, make the right check downs. Uh, throw into a tight window, you know, if needed. And I think he showed all those things in game one. And and, and you and I had talked about this not too long ago. I, you know, we're, we're not going to see the super spectacular play that an Anthony Richardson could give you, but I also don't think you're going to have the same lows uh, that come along with a roller coaster ride with a guy like Anthony in his first year as a starter and all that too. So I think in a lot of ways, what we saw from Graham Mertz is, is what I – expected and i think it only gets better as the line gets better in front of them voice of the gator sean kelly here he'll be back in studio next week but now if you have a question for him 392-8255 sean you know a fan looks at this game and okay it, it is what it is but tennessee looms and i think you hit the nail on the head earlier you you just want to see some improvement here um there i don't i see little chance of florida looking ahead do you? Not the way they've been going about practice this uh, week. Yes. Um, yeah. So I've been to a couple of them, and it's not it's not the usual McNeese is coming to town kind of practice week. It's been a we got to get our you know what right um, in a hurry. So again, I go back to what I said earlier. You, they they have to be, they have to be clean on special teams this week. They cannot put themselves in the red zone and be third and one and commit a penalty. I mean, and it's I, – I, I don't think anybody's getting mad at me for saying this. It was high school kind of stuff in game one, right? And so that's why, again, I was encouraged that that's all fixable stuff. And I want to see that on Saturday night, as does everybody else who follows this football team. And um, I don't really care what the score ends up being. If those two, if those two boxes are checked, the Gators get out of it healthy – and, and we see some kind of, you know, de, you know, forward movement here as far as feeling better about the situation. And I, and go back to what you just said a moment ago. There's still positives. Eugene Wilson, Trey Wilson, I said this a couple of weeks ago after getting to finally see him in camp on a, you know, on a regular basis. That dude's going to be a star, an absolute star. And, you know, he's if you look at the depth chart, all of a sudden he's right there. Um, and he's going to get a lot of touches. And so – when you see a player like him, when you see a player like Andy Jean back this week, and, and there's others too, you start to say to yourself, okay, yeah, we got to put up with some young lumps here for a little bit, but this this is probably trending in the right direction if we're basing it on those guys. Uh, let's have a little fun here at the end, Sean. Let's look at some other teams yeah. and other games, okay? Um, <clears throat> I, I thought Texas would have beaten Alabama last year had their quarterback not gotten hurt. How do you look at this matchup this year? Hard to tell because I, I I just I think I know what I see in Texas. I'm not so sure I know what Alabama is. Um, and so, you know, again, Tuscaloosa is not an easy place to play. But I think we're going to have the same kind of a game that we saw last year, which is going to have some some wild moments to it. And yeah, I agree with you. You know, if Texas's quarterback is able to finish, boom, probably a different result. 
and it may come down to that again this year. One player goes out, could be the difference in the football game. I, it's the perfect little appetizer, don't you think, to what is coming our way from Texas yes. and Oklahoma yes. in 2024. And, um, you know, I applaud, just like I applaud, as, as difficult as it is, to have Florida-Utah playing a back-to-back, you know, home-and-home series. I love the fact that even before all this was arranged with those guys coming to the SEC that Texas and Alabama did a home-and-home. I mean, it's just good for college football. And, you know, if if Texas wants to say that they're back again finally, well, go into Tuscaloosa and that conversation gets bolstered. Um, Again, I, I wish I could give you how I feel one way or the other. I just, I'm not so sure I know enough about Alabama right now. And if that's on me, that's okay. But we're talking about a team that's got a whole lot of new going on up there in T-Town. You know, one week there's overreaction. Um, Let me go overreaction to South Carolina. Their their offensive line was not very good. And you talk about a quarterback getting, getting shots and running for his life. Uh, Spencer Rattler was running for his life the other day. Um, the game that intrigues me, though, is Ole Miss-Tulane. And I, mm-hmm. Tulane's good. You know, can they pull off an upset at their place and beat an SEC team? I'm really looking forward to that game. Is there a game on the schedule that you kind of are looking forward to as well? Yeah, well, I mean, we already hit the one. I wanted to see Alabama-Texas. Of course, that goes on at the same time as, as Florida's game. Um, there's a game in the ACC involving Pitt. I think that's going to be pretty entertaining. Uh, that the game at Tulane is going to be great, Steve. They've sold that place out, and there are so many Ole Miss fans down near New Orleans. I didn't – I guess I, I knew they would sell that place out. But, Steve, it's not just that game. They've sold out basically the entire season now, which – and, again, I was at Tulane back in 2002 to 2005. They were playing in the in the Superdome. At the time, they called it the Super Tomb because it would be so <laughs> empty. You know, you put 18,000 fans in that building, and it – they, tur- they called it the Super Tomb. So Tulane football is in a really good spot. Uh, they get like, a lot of guys back from that team that, you know, basically had their best season in their entire history last year. That's a that's a dangerous situation for Lane and his Rebels going down to New Orleans this week. So that's another one that um, I find intriguing, too. There aren't a tremendous amount of sexy games this week, but those certainly will be at the top of the list. Well, we'll get you back in studio next oh, week. Oh, oh go ahead. Is- what does Colorado do? Sorry, what does Nebraska. Colorado do? Nebraska. Yeah. So what what happens with that in week two now under Coach Prime? So that's the other one I want to see. Yeah, because he's going to win the he's going to win the national championship after week one. But give credit where it's due. <laughs> uh, he won that. Uh, next week, Sean's back in the studio as we get ready for Tennessee coming to town next week. Sean's got the call, of course, with Shaner on Saturday. Appreciate you, Sean. We'll talk to you then. Steve, thanks. I look forward to being back in the room with you. Yep, me too, Sean. Thank you. Sean Kelly joining us here, Voice of the Gators, and we appreciate his time. At the top of the hour here, uh, our guest parade will continue. Uh, Gary Goff, the coach at McNeese, will join us live to talk about his football team. Uh, Amber Wilson from ESPN Radio, uh, Gator grad, will join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll have two caller segments and email segments in the hour. And don't forget, tomorrow... One of my favorite things to do, I know a lot of you enjoy it, Prognostication Friday. We'll pick some of those games and get your thoughts on some of the games going on this week. That's our first hour. Hour 2 coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-700-6898. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-700-6898. That's 800-700-6898. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-700-6898. 800-700-6898. Sunday. Baker Mayfield and the New Look Buccaneers kick off the season in Minnesota when they square off against Kirk Cousins and the defending NFC North champs. Bucks, Vikings, catch the call live. Hey, listen up. Pre-game at noon, kickoff at 1. How about them Buccaneers? Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Thursday. Zach Weiss, our producer today, we thank him for his work. We thank you for joining us on taking part uh, and being with us on a busy day when we know you have lots of other things to do. We appreciate you joining us here on sports scene speaking of appreciating and joining us i'm going to now bring in the football coach at mcneese gary goff his team coming to town here from louisiana and will be in the swamp here on saturday coach it's a pleasure to have you thank you for taking time yeah you bet thank you coach i know sometimes you know when fans uh, look at a, at a game they they have their opinions but you know as a coach you look through the, the tape on a different level so when you saw the tape of your first game what are some things that you saw? Well, you know, um, to be honest, we were, we were, we were pretty disappointed. Uh, we didn't execute at the level we were capable of. And, um, you know, we, we had a great summer and a great camp and, and really been executing at a high level. And then, 
you know, we, we get to that game last Saturday night. We just didn't. And um, after speaking to the captains, the team, I mean, a lot of it was first game nerves. They, they just, you know, thought that it would be a lot easier and uh, they've been working so hard. And then a, a big part of it was, you know, a lot of these guys have never played together. We have 57 new players on the roster and their first game together, but it can't be an excuse. And I told them that, I mean, uh, it's just football. Go out there and have fun playing and, and execute like you're, you're very capable of. What were some things you liked in the game? Well, I, like, I liked um, uh, Nate Glance, and he didn't play his, his best game by no means. But I did see, you know, some signs of a, of a war daddy and a gunslinger. I mean, he, he's going to win a lot of football games here. He, he just uh, was rusty. He hadn't started a game in over two years. But um, I liked how he handled his failures and how he handled his moments of success and uh, I think the team's going to continue to rally around him because he is that war daddy you need at that position. Um, I think that, you know, on the back end, our DBs, which is the entire new group of DBs, made some big plays for us. You know, they did come up with two turnovers there in the uh, red zone. We need to continue doing that. But, um, you know, overall, all three phases of the game has got to do a better job in execution. We can clean some things up. And um, special teams, they were very explosive at times, uh, but still – too many mistakes there as well. Uh, look, you're coming in to play a team like Florida here, but you know, isn't the attitude kind of let's go in here, got nothing to lose, and you know, see what we can do against a team like Florida? Is that sort of the attitude here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, look, uh, you know, ask the team how many of you grew up dreaming of playing in front of 90,000 and everybody in the room, including the coaches, raised their hands. You know, and said, well, let's go have fun with this. And I, I know it's a it's a challenge. I get it. it's David versus Goliath, but. You know what? They're they're human too. They they've got their challenges that we don't know about. Uh, so, so it's more about us going out there and, and uh, you know playing to our best ability, one play at a time. Then line up and play the next play. And at the end of four quarters, if if we can all look each other in the eye and say that we 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 did our best and, and played extremely hard, then I I won't even care about the outcome. I'll, I'll be extremely proud of you. But um, upsets happen in college football all the time, and you know we need to be focused on just doing our job one play at a time and see what happens. Gary, it's interesting to me, every time I have a, a coach I haven't spoken with, I always want to talk about their, your thoughts on transfer portal and, and the sport and where it's going. Help me with that. Where, yeah. where do you see things going? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know. look, I, I, I get the portal is something we all got to be in, but you know, we, we chose to, to go more the junior college route this year. We had a, lot of, a great junior college system right here close to us. Um, we did dabble in the portal. I think you're just going to have to, you know, plug your needs in the portal. But, um, you know, there, there's a reason some of these young men are in portals, and sometimes it's a good reason. Sometimes maybe it's it's not a good reason. But, um, you know, unfortunately, the days of starting a, uh, an entire high school class and uh, developing that culture over three to four years and having a bunch of seniors play for you is over. You know, so, um, you know, I, I think there's some good to it. But, you know, I'm not I'm not a big, big fan of it, to be honest. Uh, let me talk a couple more things with your football team here. Um, you know, defensively, I know you could probably you know, look and say we could do some better things. But uh, you mentioned that you, you thought in camp you'd done some good things. Um, and they always say you improve the most from week one to week two. Defensively, where can you get better? Well, we we got to do a better job up front. You know, we do have some bigger bodies up front, but um, you know, it was just we got to do a better job of pressuring the quarterback. Right? We didn't we didn't pressure the quarterback uh, with with our front four, and um, and then you know, our linebackers. You know, they they play into some of that. Right? And when you're sending those guys on a pressure, you know, they got to get home. You know, they they can't have 
you know, just one guy, you know, block him and so choose a side and get to that quarterback. But, um, you know, a lot like the offense, you know, we, we had some missed opportunities. Uh, we had some execution issues where, you know, one guy's supposed to be setting the edge and, um, you know, he's lined up in the wrong place right there. So, you know, they, they, they've got to go out there and be assignment sound. And that, that's what we've been working on very hard this week at practice is, is um, you know, trying to clean that part of it up. Um, will there, will you play two quarterbacks? Is that something you normally do or do you stick with, you know, mm-hmm. with one? No, no, we, we normally have never, um, you know, Nate, Nate's our starting quarterback. Um, you know, there's, I, I, I've seen enough and, and to know that now, you know, there, there could, you know, Trey could have packages here and there, um, you know, but right now we're going to these games where Nate's a starter. Final question. You, you talked a lot of, and I think all coaches do, Gary, culture, you know, building things. Uh, you're, you're pretty yeah. new there. Where are you do, you, do you think, in that process with your football team? Well, I think um, we're moving in the right direction. Um, you know, a year ago we, we come in here and, you take over a program that hadn't had success, and um, you got the 15 seniors we had last year. They had four head coaches Oof. in their careers, and, and uh, right, and it's not not the kids' fault, but they're looking at you like, who's the new sheriff in town, and why do we have to do things this way, and, and what are these standards about? So there's a there's a lack of trust there, just naturally. So you know, year two, um, you know, more of this roster are guys that we've recruited in here now, and. Um, you know, they, they're starting to buy into the culture and, and our values and uh, understand why they're needed. Uh, so I think that trust is a lot stronger this season, and it'll only continue to get stronger. There's a reason why we do things the way we do. Um, you know, and, and that, that's why, you know, for us to get out here and, and, and play to our best ability and start reaping some of these benefits is so crucial because it's going to continue, you know, making that culture and that bond between the team themselves and the coaching staff that much more tighter and um we're on the right page we're we're we're, we're headed in the right direction we just can't go out there and and, and want something so bad and expect you know it, it to not be a uh you know they, they wanted it to kind of be easy week one because they felt like they'd been working really hard right well everybody's working hard yep. you know so uh <laughs> they gotta have a different mindset there so real quick uh when you see the gators on tape what do you see oh my gosh I see the Great Wall of China, and, and I see, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how we're going to move these men up front. I mean, their D line is massive, and uh, they've got some skill in the back end that obviously are going to be some first round draft picks. Um, and then our, our defense has been doing the same thing, staring at film, figuring out how in the world can you catch a cheetah in open, an open field, you know. But uh, they're talented. Look, there's a reason why these these guys are playing the SEC. Um, but also understand that they've got their challenges as well. You know, um, you know, but you know, I'm looking at a defense that I think gave up somewhere around 50 yards to Utah in the second half, which is awesome. Um, and then I'm looking at an offense that just, you know, just one, one play here or there, and that outcome against Utah was, would have been completely different. And got a lot of respect for Napier and his staff. They, they got a great staff, and they've won everywhere they've been. So I, I know they're going to get this thing going in the right direction uh, with the talent they've got on their roster. Um, I just don't want it to be this weekend. <laughs> I, I certainly can understand that, Gary. Certainly can understand that. Uh, appreciate you taking the time to do this uh, and doing it with us live. Thank you. Safe journey here. Hey, thank you so much. You Take got care. it, Coach. Thank you. Gary Goff, he is the coach at McNeese. Uh, pretty candid dude. Um, you know what? Those are some of my favorite interviews to do. Um, because, and I, and I don't... I'm going to use this word carefully. They're not as jaded. 
they're not as cliche. You know, when you get, I mean, interviewing Nick Saban, you're going to hear a lot of the same stuff, right? He's he's talking to you from, you know, a developmental, uh, you know, that sort of thing, and it's refreshing uh, to hear that. And uh, anxious to see what Gary Goff does if he, you know, can help uh, turn around. Can you imagine some players have had four different coaches, four different head coaches? That's ridiculous. Uh, we will have a uh, a uh, caller email segment next, and then uh, Amber Wilson from ESPN Radio will join us, one of our Gator grads, um, to talk to you about her new show coming up on, the, on ESPN Radio. Uh, that'll be coming up shortly. Uh, let me get to a quick email here. By the way, for those who didn't know, uh, the score last week for McNeese, they scored 34 points. That's good, uh, but they gave up over 50. And they gave up over 50 to uh, Tarleton State, which isn't exactly, uh, you know, the uh, Miami Dolphins. So that when he said, you know, defensively they had some issues, uh, they did have some people uh, there. Uh, let's see. Richard says, Cowboys will lose Sunday night against the Giants. Hate to say it, but the Bengals quarterback – Burrow is fragile and won't last through six or seven games. He is not fragile. Uh, he took a beating behind a, a Bengals offensive line that a couple of years ago was awful. He's got the Jets and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Uh, if the Jets are in it, I would be very happy. I don't think so yet. Don't think they're quite there yet, but we'll see. 113 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Hannah Mack. Former Gator great Ben Shelton will take on veteran Novak Djokovic tomorrow in the U.S. Open. Ben is the first American male to reach the semifinal in this competition since 1992. Kansas City will begin their NFL season tonight with the home opener against Detroit. You can join in progress right here at 9. Gator Soccer continues their season with another road game tonight against Charlotte. Florida will stay on the road through Sunday with a matchup against Florida State. The Gators volleyball team will battle Sacramento State tonight in the Gators Invitational here at home. Coverage starts right here at 6 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Hannah Mack. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Oh, how great it would feel to have your 20-year-old knees, shoulders, hips, and back. You know, you don't think about your pains when you're in your 20s or 30s, but you wish you could get that body back when you're in your 60s. I think QC did that for me. For Patrick, it started with a simple phone call to QC Kinetics. One day I was driving and I just heard the radio and I pulled over and took the number and I called them when I got home. Maybe that's you and you're listening right now. Why wait? QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments uses your body's own natural biologics to heal and restore damaged tissue without invasive surgery or harmful drugs. And as for the results... My knees are as good as they were when I was in my 20s. I'm really happy with what happened. For Patrick, it's like QC Kinetics turn back the clock. Now it's your turn. 
Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family-owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville, or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence, and and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth, because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-700-6898. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-700-6898. That's 800-700-6898. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-700-6898. 800-700-6898. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are. 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You know, a couple of people have emailed about the interview with the coach. Mark said, Great interview. No coach speak from the head coach at McNeese. Love his candor. Yeah. Uh, Tony says uh, uh, same thing, uh, that he was good. Uh, Victor says, haven't heard much of the great call and execution by quarterback and wide receiver in the past that went over Pearsall's head in the end zone that was messed up by the offensive line collapse. Only half a second more, we have a four-point game late in the game. Yeah, Victor, I mean, sometimes it is a, a play here, uh, a thing there that separates you from you know, winning and losing. Uh, Bernard, hello. Hey, Steve, quick question. I know they released a depth chart last night. 
and both Arliss Boardingham and, and the Gene were on it. They didn't play last week against Utah. Are they hurt? Are they disciplined? What are their playing status? Uh, if they're well, their playing status is if they're and they are in the two deep, then they're okay. Um, they do usually list now. Sometimes it's just a coach's decision, right? That they don't play. Uh, you can you can not be hurt, but it's a coach's decision that you don't play. You can be second on the depth chart and maybe not get to play. So. Um, but this week on the depth chart, um, they've got more injured players than what they've had. Uh, Agakwin's not going to play. Uh, well, they all say questionable. The only one that's out is uh, Jamarcus Weston. But Devin Moore has an undisclosed illness. Marcus Burke has a lower body injury. Khalil Jackson has a lower body injury. So, you know, we'll see if they play. Uh, to me, with no disrespect meant to – McNeese, don't play them. I don't think you're going to need to play them. You want them healthy for Tennessee. I guess Steve, this goes back. We don't – practices are closed, and we get these reports that fear trial, and we hear about uh, Andy Gina, all his Boardingham, but then they don't play. So, you know, that's the $50 million question. Steve, you have a great day, okay? okay. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye-bye. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, they, they've got four tight ends, if you think about it, right? Hanson, Zanders, Odom, Boardingham, you can't play four. Sometimes they go through two tight end sets, but sometimes just in the flow of a game, that happens. Um, all right, let's get a couple of emails here, and then we're going to talk to Amber Wilson Todd says, Merch is capable, defense improving, and tackling. Help me understand. I'd like to know how Colorado, zero wins last year. I think they had one. Overhauls the entire roster with uh, 87 new players. I don't think it was 87 new players. I want to say maybe 57. Anyway, and comes out with such team discipline and plays like they've been together for three years. Uh, 45 points, one penalty, 30 first downs, 9 of 15 on third down, 2 of 2 on fourth down, one turnover. We compare that with Florida on-field performance week one. No wonder why Florida fans scratch their heads. Uh, question. You have to pick one. Coaching, system, or players. Which aspect's hurting Florida the most right now? Which aspect is dependent on the other? Boy, Todd, you got a lot in that email, dude. Uh, remember, and, and I'm not saying Texas uh, that, that they're that uh, they're a bad team because they were preseason ranked before that game started. But obviously, they're not very good defensively. And I mentioned this the other day about Colorado. Whatever you want to say about Deion Sanders, he has put together a really good coaching staff, and that's part of the reason why they're successful. That's part of the reason why they've had that success because those coaches know what they're doing. But if you're, if you're telling me uh, coaching system players, which aspects hurting Florida the most? I can't answer that for two reasons. One, it's one game, and I'm not going to judge anything on one game, um, and define system. What does that mean? 
Give me more specifics in that, Todd. If you're saying to me, uh, system is uh, Billy Napier is too conservative. Uh, he 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 wants to have a balanced offense when maybe you need to throw it more. You know, is that part of it? I, I don't know. Um, I don't. I'm not right now. I would say coaching. If I'm if I'm forced to say it, because again, it's the coach's responsibility to have people on the field. Right? You can't have two number threes in the field. You can't have catching a punt inside the five. Is that part uh, partly on a player? Yes, but I, I'd say in. If I had to choose one, I'd say the coaching Todd right now. Andrew says, you get goosebumps when they run out of the tunnel. Um, no. No. Not goosebumps. Do I enjoy it? Do, am I excited to watch a football game? Yes. He said, what's your favorite SEC road game? If you're asking me the favorite environment, LSU. LSU. Ole Miss is good because of the Grove. That's cool, too. But LSU, those, those fans are nuts. And I mean in a good way. They're very passionate. PG, hello. Hey, man. Uh, I actually like Tennessee, too. So I think that's a cool place to go. Um, so I, I haven't looked, but off the top of your head, when's the last time that you can remember Florida lost four games in order? I don't think they did that in the Muschamp year the Georgia Southern year. I can't. Now, yeah. I, I don't remember what I had for supper yesterday, but you get the point. I, 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 I mean, I, I don't know. know. I just didn't even realize that. We're all kind of, not all, I can't speak for everybody, but it just seems like the consensus just wants to throw the bowl game out. You know, but it happened. That was pretty rough to watch. I was actually scared guys were going to get hurt. Um, just the way they were getting blown off the line. and I get it. They didn't have, like, the, the normal players and the two deep and all that, but it happened. Um, and then the other thing I'm, I'm realizing, just kind of looking at stats, because I think a lot of us Gator fans are just trying to figure out, like, what's going on? You know, I know it's year two, and but they've only scored one touchdown in, in the last two games. You know, and then that was on a 50-50 ball, which is a great play by Douglas. But, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like – feels like it's the same thing as last year. You know, and, and it's early. could be just a mulligan. But how – I mean, from what you saw in the game, do you think these things are correctable? Do you think they've improved? Or are you are you in a wait-and-see approach? No, I think – you know, I'll put a coach hat on here, PG. Anything's correctable. Anything, right? I mean, but does it get done? That That's the $64,000 question. Yeah. Are, are – uh, you know, offside penalties or false start penalties fixable and correctable? Sure they are. That's pretty easily fixable. But then it gets to the mental aspect. You know, that's hard to coach. So, yeah. I mean, is having two number threes fixable? It better be. You know, is, yeah. is catching a punt inside the five fixable? It better be. Because if it isn't, then coaches aren't doing their job and players aren't doing their job either. If that continues to happen, yeah, I, I agree, and I guess you know, everybody's trying to put their finger on it, kind of perplexed because you look at a guy like Heupel, and we're looking at that Tennessee game. A lot of people looking ahead, and that offense, or Lincoln Riley, or Steve Spurrier, or just they go all out. It's high octane, a lot through the air. Um, 
big chunks, fast play. You make mistakes in that, and you can make it up. You know, like Shane said this week on the radio, you know, if we had an offsides or false start, we were okay. Sometimes we had more room to operate. But in this offense, you can't. So I think a lot of us, these Gator fans were like, hey, you know, this group, this coaching staff is going to have so many assistants and, and all the attention to detail. And they're not so high octane, at least not so far, but they're not, they're not attention to detail yet. So I feel like that's the biggest thing I'd like to see, even this week, kind of right the ship and do what they do. Because if we're not doing what staff does well, then I don't know what we're, what we're trying to accomplish. All right. So thank you, man. Yep, PG, thank you. 128 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Amber Wilson from ESPN Radio will join us next. One of our Gator grads, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Anchor in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. (laughs) Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after-school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff, and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn 
learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rvr.org to learn more. Thanks again. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon, a lot like yesterday, although highs should get just a little warmer than yesterday. Lots of sunshine for us today with temperatures peaking in the lower to mid-90s, heat indices closer to 100. Tonight, increasing humidity, partly cloudy skies in the morning, lows in the lower to mid-70s. Hot tomorrow afternoon early, partly cloudy skies, then scattered to numerous evening storms. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Hi there, this is Coach Steve Spurrier inviting you to join me, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. this football season for Inside the Huddle, presented by Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, Titan MRI, Silverback Concrete, and QC Kinetics. Inside the Huddle with me, Steve Spurrier, Tuesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Don't forget tonight, Gator Volleyball. Undefeated Gators take on Sacramento State. And after that, we'll join in progress the NFL season opener, Lions and the Chiefs. And then Sunday, we have the Buccaneers and their season opener as well. It has been too long since I've talked to my next guest, and I went to rectify that. And luckily, Amber Wilson was kind enough to join us here. Amber is a Gator grad. She's had a very unique career since leaving here. We'll talk about that in the meantime. But Welcome, Amber Wilson. Good to talk to you again. Great to be here, Steve. Thanks for finally having me on. Yes, it's been so <laughs> long here. Um, you know, there's not many people I speak with that are practicing attorneys and do what you do. Um, so in the short version here, Amber, since getting out of here, uh, you know, let people who are listening kind of know your matriculation to what you're doing now. Uh, it's funny. I think when you are at the J School there at UF, you think, probably any major, right? You think, okay, I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other, go through the steps, it'll be a linear path to where I want to go. And life is anything but that, as you know, Steve, as, uh, as you age, of course. So it has been anything but linear here over the last, you know, 15, 20 years. But I ended up where I always thought I'd be, which is at ESPN. Along the way, though, I managed to get a law degree, become a practicing attorney. I did a whole variety of things inside and outside of both law and broadcasting and now i sort of manage both i have a law firm with my husband we represent mostly nfl players actually with uh, family law related matters and so still in the world of sports we've done about 70 nfl guys uh, in terms of representing them with legal matters and then on the broadcasting side i have my sports radio show monday through friday amber and ian 7 to 10 p.m eastern 
on ESPN Radio. There's the plug. That's how you do it. No, I was going to have. If you didn't do it, I was going to do it. So I'm glad that you did. <laughs> um, you know, you know, it's it's unique because you know sometimes wherever in a, you know, I don't know nothing about being an attorney, but it's it's interesting. You chose that you have some NFL people. Uh, is that kind of a, a niche, a unique thing that you sought to do? Uh, yeah, well, it's an incredibly unique niche. Uh, there's very few attorneys, frankly, that do it, particularly when it comes to family law matters, because these guys, of course, just like anybody else, have to deal with, you know, child custody, child support, time sharing, that sort of thing, and in, in addition to divorce. And so we sort of just ended up, because we were in that world, because of my connections, in sports i met my husband in law school he was already on a family law track so it just sort of worked when we quite literally married our our worlds together and we just started picking up that clientele building the relationship with agents you know some of it happened organically i'm not I, i can't sit here and say that it was always the plan by any means but it was sort of the direction that my life had already gone because I was in sports broadcasting for seven years before I even went to law school on the television side. So I already had my connections in that world, as you know. How much fun is Amber and Ian? Uh, it's so fun so far. Now it's been two nights. Yes. <laughs> um, but Ian Fitzsimmons couldn't be better. I'm thrilled that they paired me up with him. He's one of our college football analysts and color commentators on the radio side at ESPN. So we will end up being a, a lot of college football, but NFL always reigns king at ESPN, and, and I'm a big NBA girl. So we will be doing a little of absolutely everything and having a whole lot of fun while doing it. I'm very excited about this this latest show. We had Joe and Amber, we had run Joe and Amber for about eight months. In this same time slot, they expanded the time slot, and now I get to do it with Ian Fitzsimmons. So it's very exciting. Amber, I, I, had, uh, I have an emailer here who has a great question. And he says, um, I'm okay. looking forward to hearing Amber's show. How, and she said, can you ask Amber how she got selected for this? What's the process uh, that ESPN goes through to, to hire a host? That's a great question. That is a great question. Uh, I, you know, again, the path has not been linear um, by any means. And so I have been at this, it's taken me 20 years to, to get to where I am. But even in terms of ESPN, you know, this whole business feed, as you know, it's scratching, it's clawing, it's definitely <laughs> not giving up. I started, I had a local show on sports radio in Miami for many years, for about five years. I was doing a local show down there in Miami on the flagship station of the Miami Heat. And I started in 2019 doing a weekend show for ESPN uh, on, on the radio side. And that's really where I got my foot in the door with ESPN, uh, my agent built that relationship and I started weekends. Then I started filling in for them during the week and then sort of made my way up uh, the totem pole in terms of fill-ins. I became their number one fill-in on their weekday shows. That lasted like three years. It took me until, oh, just over three years until I got a full-time position with ESPN. And so now I have my own show on ESPN and they and Ian's been there. My co-host has been at ESPN for many, many, many years, and he had a sports radio show for the last eight years with Freddie Coleman. But I think he's been at ESPN for something like 15 years overall. So you know, it's it's a long process. It's a lot of not giving up. It's a lot of believing in yourself, but also it's a lot of fun along the way. I have had a lot of fun in in my career, even if it wasn't a straight line. I mean, when you're in college, Steve, you know how it is, right? With all of us back then and with all your students now, it's like you think you're going to be on ESPN in two years. Of course. That ain't how it works. <laughs> but I will say, the last 20 years, the way that it has gone, 
ended up frankly being more fun than if I had gotten there within those first couple of years. It, it has been a heck of a ride. So yeah, you far. appreciate it more, I think. No, no doubt. Um, well, I got to ask you Absolutely. here. You, you know, after game one at Utah, there's already angst here in Gator Nation. Is Billy Napier the right guy? You know, can he turn this thing around? You do a lot of college <clears throat> college football. What do you see here? I mean, I see a bunch of Gators fans that aren't particularly patient. That's not our strength, right? Um, not our strong suit. It's it's hard when you're got a losing record when you're six and eight at the University of Florida as a head coach in the SEC, and it's not any easier when guys like Mike Norvell, you know, your direct competition, are certainly on the right path. And when you see as, as dominant as, as Georgia is and as Bama still is, and, and these schools that we're up against. So Billy doesn't have a ton of time. I'm not sure that's fair to him, but that's also the reality of being a head coach in the SEC. You expect results. I, I you know, I, I have a hard time with this one, Steve, because I want to caution fans, hey, let's give them some time here. I was very frustrated by what we saw against Utah, not just in the sense of losing to the Utah. You know, you're talking a good team right there with the youth. So it's not so much the losing that bothers me. It's the manner in which we did the losing where – the team looked unprepared and where you had the boneheaded mistakes and where you had mistakes that shouldn't be happening when you're paying the staff that should be in charge of those mistakes, millions and millions and millions of dollars. It it just is what it is in terms of preparation and the talents there from Napier. I I don't think anybody's doubting the recruiting is there. College coaching is certainly mostly about recruiting. And I would say now, Steve, it's even more so because now you're recording, recruiting the transfer portal as well. But you still have to have that skill of the X's and O's, and that's where I'm a little bit concerned because of the lack of preparation and because he's still calling his own plays in a world where we don't see most of these college coaches call their own plays. So that might be the change that I would like to see made, frankly, more than actually a change in terms of Billy Napier himself. He absolutely may not, or he absolutely very well may be the guy, but it just might be sort of shuffling things around and and figuring this, this thing out and unfortunately in the SEC you don't get a ton of time to do that. Amber Wilson our guest uh, Gator grad ESPN radio host 7 to 10 p.m. weeknights does her thing here as my throat goes bad here. Um, Final question final question Uh, in the college football world um, you know Deion Sanders has made such a splash here and some have been critical of him some think he's a breath of fresh air where do you sit with that? Yeah, now Gators fans are screaming for Dion, right? It's one game. It's one game. I mean, it's great. Listen, the Buffalo, Colorado, they already won. They already won in terms of the hire. The AD already won. Everybody is now keyed in on a program that nobody cared about last year because they've already matched their win total from last season. So they have already won in terms of the hire. They've already gotten all the money that they donated to the program to be able to pay his salary. All of that has paid off. But it's paid off in the sense that they've won a game and <laughs> that they've got a lot of attention. And sure, certainly they've got some great talent on that team and, and maybe even a couple Heisman contenders, but it takes more than one game to get into any of those conversations. So I think it's great. It was an excellent hire. I think we all need to calm down a little bit. Like he's not Nick Saban yet. Let's wait for him to get there. So even even as a Gators fan, scream, you know, like let's not let's let's not overreact too much yet. He may end up being unbelievable he was great at jackson state he's great so far at colorado i just think we need to see a little bit more of it colorado's schedule does get pretty tough at the midpoint of the season last minute here amber quick uh from a couple of games here 
What do you see, Alabama, Texas? And then the game that really intrigues me, Ole Miss Tulane. Ole Miss Tulane, that's the one. That, you know, that's an, a really, really interesting matchup. I, I think I'm higher on Ole Miss this season than some people are, um, frankly. So I feel a little bit better about Ole Miss in that matchup than I do Tulane. Uh, when you're talking about Alabama, Texas, I mean, man, I have, I, Steve, I have learned my lesson about <laughs> betting against that man, right? I mean, I'm just not going to do, I'm just, until Nick Saban <laughs> proves otherwise, uh, I'm still going to, going to ride with the, the arguably still, I know Kirby has something to say about this, arguably still the best coach in college football. So I have a hard time betting against it. And, and we've been doing the thing with Texas for a long time. Uh, so, uh, you know, great matchups, great college football. It is so wonderful that it's back. And real quick, Steve, I should say, when it comes to Napier, too, and I said that they looked unprepared there against Utah, I do think – Seeing that prep, prepara- that preparation against McNeese State, which I understand, it's you know, we're, none of us are expecting much there. But go take care of business in the games that you're supposed to take care of business in, and these are the times to correct some of those mistakes. Because the one thing that's encouraging to me about what we saw against the youth is that the mistakes were correctable. You know, it's not a talent issue to me. It's not something that is unfixable. Some of those silly mistakes are correctable. Good stuff. Amber, it's good to have you back. I hope during the season we can get you back to talk some college football. Really happy for you and doing what you're doing, and I always appreciate taking time, and good to good, connect up again. Thanks, Steve, for having me. I quite literally would not have my career if it weren't for you and everybody else there uh, at University of Florida. So it certainly molded me and everything that I've done. Uh, check out Amber and Ian, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, ESPN Radio Sirius XM as well, Channel 80. And then also you can catch me on First Take, Around the Horn, and Get Up pretty soon as well. Wow, that's good stuff. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you, Amber. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. You got it. Amber Wilson, and so, so nice of her to say that. Um, but she did a good job here, and she's doing great now, and that's wonderful to see. Adam, I'll get to you after the break. 145 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Hannah Mack. Kansas City will begin their NFL season tonight with the home opener against Detroit. You can join in progress right here in 9. The Gators volleyball team will battle Sacramento State tonight in the Gators Invitational here at home. Coverage starts right here at 6.45 p.m. GHS and Buholtz volleyball teams face off tonight at Buholtz. JV is at 6 and Varsity at 7. In another local volleyball match, the Trenton Tigers will host the Eastside Rams tonight at 6. Former Gator great and underdog Ben Shelton will take on veteran Novak Djokovic tomorrow in the semifinal of the U.S. Open. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Hannah Mack. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. We get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. 
modern to import, diesel trucks, and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. At Staples, you can count on every project being print perfect, guaranteed. I need presentations and business reports printed, and they have to be perfect. I need beautifully bound booklets for my business. Your presentations and booklets will be in captivating color, beautifully bound, and will be done right every time. That's our print big promise. And right now at Staples, get $10 off your document printing on orders of $40 or more. Try Staples and see the difference. Ends 930. Exclusions and restrictions apply. See associate or visit staples.com slash print for details. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake Season. Try one right now. And try the Herb Chicken Burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, a Florida-raised beef original Big Dick with hot fries. Open seven days a week. Worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Up to 44% of veterans say re-entry into civilian life was difficult. 20% say they experienced depression. And 6,000 vets complete suicide every year. At the Florida Veterans Support Line, over 300 veterans like you call every week for resources, referrals, and support. Veteran peers are here to take your call. One is here right now, ready to talk. You are not alone. Call 1-844-MYFLVET or visit myflvet.com. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. This is EJ Jarvis, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98, 1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, final segment here. We'll get as many calls and emails as we can. Don't forget tomorrow, Prognostication Friday. We'll get the updated weather forecast for the game as well, I hope, from Megan Borowski. That's all going to take place tomorrow. Uh, Adam, hello. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me on, man. Great show. And apparently you're a superhero, man, uh, stewarding these uh, journalist majors into uh, big-time careers. Good job, man. 
Um, it is, I've said this a lot, um, of all, if, if I talk to a Gator club or if I'm being interviewed, the thing that I get the most pride in is that. And there's not even a close second. You know, that's, that's I mean, doing this is fun. It's wonderful. Uh, I love doing it. But it, when you're here and you help somebody who wants to be in the business get in it, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, you can't hardly top that, my man. I, uh, I certainly appreciate that. Um, further than that, uh, hats off to Ben Shelton. He's killing it. Like, it, this is incredible, man. Did you watch some of those matches? Uh, some. I, I, it's hard for me to watch tennis for a long period of time. I'm just not, I'm not a big tennis guy. Uh, but, yes, I watched some of it. Uh, those two guys can certainly <laughs> serve. Uh, you know, you're talking about a 100-mile-an-hour-plus serve. Uh, and so, yeah, it, and it's good. It's good for him. It's good for Florida, and his dad is with him. So that's that's all good. Yeah, that's otherworldly. Uh, congrats to him. So I got a reflective question, and then I'll uh, have my statements after that. Um, just put on your coaching hat again. Put it on earlier. Um, if you were looking at this team that you're fielding in the Florida Gators pre Utah game, with the upheaval on the offensive line, with the numerous. Uh, freshman that you're going to need to play to would you rather play a Towson State or would you rather play a top 2010 top 20 team on the road in Salt Lake City to start the year yeah to start the year well first of all it's a moot point because the schedule's made so far in advance you you can't change that it isn't like the schedule's made the year before that Utah game was signed years ago so, five years. so regardless of what team you have, you don't have a choice. Okay. I mean, personally, I mean, considering what we saw on the field, that this whatever. So I would rather have the, the, the really tough team right off the rip. Show me all my flaws right here. I need to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, see, I see your point. And I think if you're asking just in a general sense, um, you know, I think a lot of fans – like to see a game like that, you know, game one right out of the shoot, you know, play a really good team as opposed to a cupcake. Um, but, you know, there's different philosophies philosophies for that. Yeah, certainly. Um, with that being said, we know there was a lot of procedural penalties and, and these uh, these types of issues. They've already been exhausted on media. Um, uh, past that, uh, the pluses, right? I'm an optimistic guy. Austin Armstrong's the man. He is the man. That defense completely shut them down. And, yes, they, they people say, oh, well, Utah got a lead, and then, you know, they just kind of sat on the ball. Guess what? You still have to put in a play. You still put, have to put your team on the field. You still have the stands that are full of 50,000, you know, fans up there. You still have to perform. And they did try a trick play. So they didn't just go to sleep. So from what I saw from this defense, man, like it is incredibly improved. It's, be- it's better, but remember, they didn't have their starting quarterback, great player, didn't have their starting tight end, great player. That factors into it too. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. And uh, further on the positive side, uh, we okay. saw – And I'm going to have you wrap it up. i got some other calls to take. Yeah, we also saw a really good offense with Graham Mertz and Eugene Wilson coming out there, Caleb Douglas. We got a lot of promise here. We got some things to fix, but we're going to be fine, Gator Nation. Go okay, Gators. thank you, Adam. Appreciate your call. Hi, Daryl. Welcome. 
Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. I called to tell you about, you know, what the journalism program, what it's put out. And you got a Hall of Fame. I mean, what you and Larry have put out. I go as far as back as Heath Klein and Mike Martin and those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, the Laura Rutledge and Andrews. And, you know, do you keep track of that, what you what oh, we have? And you bet. Compare, compared to other schools, I'm saying. Oh, I don't you know. No. Can't really see I, it. I, I don't. I mean, there's some other really good journalism schools in the country. Uh, North Carolina is good. Syracuse is good. Missouri is good. Um, and they all have, you know, their, their halls of fame, uh, so to speak. Right. Um, and look, for, for every, and I think you could say this uh, at every one of those schools, you know, for every one of the, you know, big time people like Laura or, or Mike or whatever, uh, there's so many more that are working right. in right. local sports uh, for right. example, uh, Taylor Burr just graduated here in the spring, and she's now the weekend sports anchor at TV20 locally. So, right. okay. I mean, you don't, you know, she's not famous yet, but she has a job yeah. in the business, and you know, she's on her way. So uh, that's there's a great source of pride there. Did I hear Fate Duke? She plays basketball. Did I see yep. her do her sports? Yep. I mean, she's, is she going through the program too? Yep, she sure is. Yep. Uh-huh. Wow, because I've, I've heard other athletes come through, too. So, good job there. You and Larry, man, I'll put them out. Okay. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate the call. J.D., you'll be our final caller today. Hi, J.D. Hey, Steve. Uh, again, I'll third that. Great job there at the J School by, by all. Uh, anyway, Steve, what I want to ask you, and if you could snoop around, uh, you, I, I got a feeling you're going to come up with a generic answer on on this question. Uh, and that is uh, – your your Amber was talking about FSU and and Georgia being our biggest rivals and being so successful. Uh, FSU Johnny come lately, but I think fourteen out of twenty two of their starters or transfers came out of the the portal, uh, and probably many more of their players are out of the portal. Uh, how, how does that? Can you can you the money involved in when you when you mine the transfer portal like that? Uh, does that money come out of a bucket that you're using for regular recruiting? If you look at FSU's recruiting over the last three years prior to that, you know, I know you keep saying they're recruiting well this year. They are. But I don't think in the last three years they have. So uh, where does that money come from? How does that work, Steve? Can you give us a a, a feel for that or frame no. of reference? No, and, and, and the reason I can't is because it's it's extremely complicated. Because with the portal now, and you have NIL, the NIL has totally changed the game. And because now you can, you can get money through a collective or something of that nature, that changes the game. I cannot tell you, I don't think there's anybody that can tell you, unless they're within the program, that uh, you know, X money is being spent on uh, transfer portal people versus X money being spent on high school recruits. That's just a huh. you, you would have to you would have to go and do wicked research to come up with that. Yeah, that'd be a fascinating topic though. I mean each school must have a model that they use uh on how they do that. That that's that's uh the dynamics of that are are uh <laughs> off the chart somewhere. Uh, Steve, I want—I know you got to go. One last thing: I, your previous call was talking about the defense. I—I I, I don't know how you come up with that. I'm not not stolen. To me, it was a lot of looking around right till the ball was getting ready to be snapped, 
and uh, I think this Tennessee game, I, I just have a feeling that all the people that are really hyped up on the deck. Now, it is better, but I got a feeling it might get boat raced here in a couple of weeks, but just, just my thoughts right. on that. So we'll find out. Day. Appreciate it. Yep, J.D., thank you. Uh, Andrew says, how do we have 100 staff members but still make critical mistakes? Um, how do you have 100 employees at a, at a, at a firm, Andrew, and still looking everything right? There's no guarantee of that. You can have a thousand of them. They they can't make a, an offensive tackle stay on sides. Can you? NFL players jump off sides. They do too. Thanks to Zach for producing today. Prognostication Friday tomorrow. I appreciate all our guests today coming on too. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. U251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.